I want to do things for other people for the sole purpose of how it's going to make me feel, Tyler. Mm, you're going to do something for others for yourself. Well, if you really get down to it, and you and I have talked about this a bunch of times, perhaps even on the show, if you're doing things, if you're a volunteer, if you are a missionary, if you're going to different countries, if you're a doctor, get some damn borders, doctors. <laughs> you're doing it because of how it makes you feel. That was so stupid. What? Get, get some borders. Get some borders. I, I, just, Relationships don't are, function without borders, are, Tyler. It's just regular psychology. Everybody all, knows that. First of all, the word is boundaries. Second of all, are you are you're just attacking doctors without borders? Borders, no boundaries, reason. those are synonyms, Tyler. Uh, so if they're doing it, and you can uh, argue whether it's a good thing or it's not a good thing. I would argue that it's evil at its core. Mm -hmm. They're doing it because of the way that it makes it f makes them feel. Did you just suggest that volunteering is evil at its core? It is, by definition, the most selfish thing that you can do. If you really think about it, Tyler. <laughs> no, it's not. Dude, I've spent my life trying to do things only for myself. You've been, you've had a courtside seat for that. Yes, I have. And it has gone terribly. Oh, you've Kobe that. I mean, you have just, you swish from the half court line. I thought you were going to say I Either or, they, they both work. Uh, can we edit that out? That's terrible. I know you're going to want to. That's like terrible. Yeah. He was somebody's dad, Tyler. He was. Volunteering is for idiots. Now, I am now on a crusade to help other people. Mm. For me. Okay, yeah. Do, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? A, a selfish act of charity to the world. It is, is my logic sound? Because I really do wrestle with this in real life. Uh, for, the, for the sake of your um, well-being, your mental health and whatnot, I'll, I'll be honest with you and say no. For the sake of this show, keep it going, man. Well, like, let's say mom. Do you know mom? I met her. Okay, she is addicted to... To doing things for other people. Yeah, it really pisses me like off. A sometimes. real sucker. You know really, what I mean? Really like, mom, stop doing dishes for five seconds. Yeah. Sit down and enjoy the dessert for what our family is enjoying. You spent five hours making this meal, and while we're eating it, you're doing dishes. Yeah. 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 It re really makes me angry. Yeah. I, I was, sometimes I'm so upset, I don't even want to make her a to go plate. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she just, her, her, she gets joy in life by sacrificing for others. Because. Of how it makes her feel. Uh, sure. Yeah. To, to a fault, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. She does. She's not good at setting boundaries, Tyler. She's a doctor without a border. Real jerk move, mom. Get it together. So, honestly, when it comes to helping you helping me, my name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. my Haitians, and welcome to the show that knows that orangutans can't live without trees. And we get it. To my left, the man who thinks that living single was gentrified into friends, Mr. Tyler Menendez, Tyler H-Y-B-B. Living single was gentrified into friends. Think about it, bro. Wasn't living single, wasn't the majority of the show in a house, it, in their apartment or whatever it was? It was. Friends, they get to go down to the coffee mm -hmm, shop. Mm -hmm. They always got that center couch. That is like exactly right. Like a bunch right. of 
jerks. And they were drinking gin and juice. I don't think that's true. Let's cut that too. Let's start over. During session zero, Ryan once called it gin and tonic. And I'm like, Ryan, that is not the name of the song. Yeah. Everybody knows Snoop Dogg's <laughs> classic gin and tonic with the slice of lime. <laughs> On today's show, I fix podcasts. And later on today's show, Ryan, I have a totally original idea. Whenever you say that, that means that it's probably not original. So we'll please get, go with the joke. We're going to get to the bottom of this as soon as we possibly can. Mm. Tyler, it happened, bro. It finally happened. I didn't think that it could. I became full of hubris and an ego and bloated swelling of pride. And it finally happened yesterday. That was like 38 years ago. I know, but it's been building. It's been festering as such. Like a bomb. The lady at Publix told me no. She told me you got too many items. She made me pack my stuff back into the little green basket and I had to go to a different aisle. That is a true story. Happened yesterday. <laughs> it happened yesterday. It happened yesterday, and it was. For those out there, the I'll never be the same. Publix is our is our grocery lane, and for our international fans, I don't know if they have that in their groceries. Where we have a certain lane where you're only allowed to have um, ten items or less. I think. How many items did you have? I think when you transfer it over to metric, I think it's like fourteen or fifteen items. I'm not sure. So. Just blowing right by that. So what you're saying is, is that first of all, you're admitting that you're one of those people that goes into the 10 items or less with more than 10 items. So you're a piece of bleep. I, I'm, flat, I'm flat out telling you that that's true. Second of all, that while that is so insignificant on a universal scale, I cannot begin to describe to you the amount of pleasure it brings me watching you meekly put your oh, items back into the... You got it wrong, brother. Go ahead. I did not meekly do it. I said, okay, absolutely no problem. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to go over there, but not before I had put my chicken down on her little conveyor belt. I chicken slimed her, bro. I chicken slimed her. She had to bring out her Windex and her little paper towel, and she remembered me when I left. You know what I'm saying? So I you, crop dusted her poultry edition. You started... <laughs> You st that's more like an oil spill. You started. I left my pecker. <laughs> Come on. So you started that story. Yeah. In your response to that as such an adult, a mature human being. That's me. And then you dismounted with just, oh, I got her back in the most insecure fashion possible. Well, here's the here's the, the situation as it were. Um, I mean, what a small victory. I didn't think that they were allowed to refuse my service. <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> she was a bouncer who put her, put her hand on your chest. Hey, bro, you're going to have to walk back. As I started unloading, and it's produce. It's like things they got to type in and stuff like that. And it's all different types. Oh, that's probably why. I was totally, you know what? I was totally in the wrong. I was totally oh, in the wrong. Oh, yeah, I believe it. It was me being a total bleep hole. Now, Tyler, you've been doing an international hello recently as the show has been going on. And I've enjoyed it. You got some more. Give me your French tickler, as it were. Absolutely. Ryan, for this international hello, let us Bonjour. welcome the People's Republic of Bangladesh to the family. Now, that's Bangladesh. That's, that's in India, it's, right? It's just off the east coast or it's on the eastern border of India. OK, so tell me about Bangladesh. First, let me start off by saying that they oh, got to reach for this. They wow, may are sweaty. May have. I'm wearing a sweater. Okay. I tried to get away with a polo shirt. Oh, tell me, tell hey, me about your problems. Yeah, Tyler. but you're, he's wearing a big jacket. Yeah, but you're not that sweaty. Remember, mm -hmm. you said that to me. Uh, they may have the coolest national animal of all time: the royal Bengal tiger. That's absolutely gorgeous. Freaking amazing! I got to tell you, the predatory cats 
I think are just one of the most beautiful animals on this planet in terms of just a hunting prowess and, and body mechanics. I love the big cats. At the very leaf, I believe, is how you pronounce that word. Oh, I said it wrong, didn't the I? The what? Cats are very lithe? Leaf? How L am I saying that? Lithe. Lithe. Oh, that's going to be a bumper. Shit. Anyway, their, their stripes are like our fingerprints. They're unique to each cat. Anyway. And, and if you shave their fur, it's underneath. Oh, I didn't know that. The stripes are on their skin. Also, due to the capital of Bangladesh, Dhaka, being one of the largest and densest cities in the world. Can you spell Dhaka for me? D-H-A-K-A. D-H-A-K-A. I like it. Being one of the largest and densest cities in the world, as well as being home to a huge Muslim population, it has earned the nickname the City of Mosques. Uh, uh, because of the number of Muslims. Mosques, right. Correctly. Wow. Uh, yeah, because right. of the number. And finally, take this fact how you want it. They have six distinct seasons. They go through six while all of us are living in the past going through four. You want to know what those seasons are, Ryan? Would you please tell me? Summer, the monsoon, the autumn. Wait, wait, wait. The, the mon monsoon? Yep. That's unfortunate. Plenty <laughs> of time to stay inside and listen to podcasts, though, Bangladesh. <laughs> the autumn, the late autumn, winter, and spring. Wait, the late autumn? The late autumn. Somebody got real lazy when they were naming that one. <laughs> they have, uh, so they have these six distinct seasons and they celebrate each with a different festival and it has become to no be known as the playground of seasons. I love it. I Welcome love it. Bangladesh to those guys you hate family. And what is the city of mosques? Because I'm working on a joke here. Dhaka. Dhaka. Oh, okay. Um, we just want to say to you, if we can't Bangladesh, could we at least Dhaka? <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost Bangladesh. No, I think they're in on it, Bangladesh. That's a that's honestly that's a big thank you from us. We love you guys. I love that we're picking up listeners from all these different places. We're learning about them. You're, this international hello. I would love it if you would keep this going. This is great. We we have we have uh, a couple dozen different countries that have tuned in to us. Uh, but I just go by the most that are listening at the time. We've already done India. India, you're still coming strong. We love you. So wait a minute. Bangladesh has now topped India? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. I'm saying, so my, I'm saying, my sweet, precious jewel. We've we've already done India, so now we have gone on to Bangladesh. How does Bangladesh and, and India get along? Really well. Oh, I actually looked Fantastic. that up. Great ties. Fantastic. We should uh, we should set up a uh, a tour over there. Actually, I was going to do Pakistan. We got to edit this out because India and them do not have a great relationship. Oh. So I went with Bangladesh. I actually Googled. I think we should do this kind of like a college football thing, man. Like, let's get people I, on each other's sides. I'm just trying to keep it political and try to keep everybody happy. All right. Well, yeah, we'll keep everybody let's, happy. Go. F let's cut. All right. Let's cut in. Too, too much. <clears throat> I can't be edited. And go. I can't be edited. <laughs> All right, Tyler, I have put uh, over the last couple of weeks, I have been putting a little bit of effort into some of our old timey things that we've done. I want to try something out that I don't usually do at the beginning of the show. Hopefully you can roll with me. See if you could tell what segment this is. Book. That's right, Tyler. It is the weekly book nook. Now, mm. I don't do it weekly. And it's not always about books. As a matter of and fact, and you don't even do it monthly. I don't do it monthly. I'm late this month. Uh, so something that you know about me is that I love forensic files. It's my favorite show probably of all time, if not Avatar. Nobody cares about that. They made a podcast of forensic files. 
Okay. Are you familiar with this? Uh, I'm familiar with it because you put it on speaker and I can hear it all around the house. <laughs> it's like a horror movie at all times in here. So I've listened to those literally more than once, all of them. Mm -hmm. So I have now branched out. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not getting that same no. hit of dopamine that you were getting with those. So now you gotta just like any drug addict, you gotta increase. I already know how the guy did it. So it's like at the very beginning, I'm like, get out of there, stupid, whatever. I don't care. She's in the canoe. So I've I've bumped it up. Coke ain't working for me anymore, Tyler. I need crack. <laughs> okay. I have slowly moved into Dateline NBC which is a podcast. Everybody knows Dateline. I believe it was the uh, the motherland of To Catch a Predator. Yeah, remember that we have international fans, so you got to explain these shows I don't think hit over there, do it, they? It is like a tabloid, quote-unquote, true crime show, but mm. unlike Forensic Files, which just goes through how they caught the guy, it goes all the way through the, the court hearing and, all, and, and, and when they're sentenced. And so they sensationalize it, these stories. It is so much more scandal. Okay, gotcha. It is so much more scandal. It's like if TMZ did a forensic file. It's forensic file slutty cousin. That's okay. Ex that's right. exactly Ooh, what it is. Good way. All right. You have my attention, sir. Now, here is what I've learned because I've just been listening to the, you know I'm compulsive, bro. So I'm just listening to these things back to back to back. I don't know which character belongs to which scene. I have no clue what's going on, but I have learned some things. Okay. Everybody who has ever been killed is the best person ever. They volunteered oh, yeah. at a hospital. Mm -hmm. They're one of these, you know, insane doctors who can't find any fucking borders, Tyler. They are, you know, organ donors before they've died. They're always the best person ever. Okay. Number two, if you name your daughter Amber, she's going to die. Every girl who dies is named Amber. <laughs> I don't know why. Or turn into a stripper. Or have a 311 song written about her, which is so nice. It's her energy, I think. And finally, Tyler, the way, and this is my favorite thing about Dateline. Warp Tour is gone, bro. Let it go. Jeez. I will forever be on Warp Tour, Tyler, and you can't bring me back. I haven't had a shower in three weeks. I'm skanking it up in the sun. I love it. Now, this is the thing that honestly I love about Dateline the most. The way that these things work is they ramp you up, ramp you up, ramp you up. They, they, they ask you questions and want you to fill it in, in in your mind. Okay. That creates chemicals. That's how good storytelling is told. Absolutely. And they leave all these breaks for commercials. Yeah, got to make your money, man. Here's what I've noticed. Okay. Dateline doesn't have enough commercials to fill those holes. So they will ask these questions and give you this big giant cliffhanger and then immediately answer it next time. <laughs> and it is just so friggin' ridiculous. 80% of the show is coming up. It's just them trying to pump you. Should, should we like advertise on their show? Maybe we could get it for cheap. I think they need something to fill that slot. That we could, I, I think Dateline NBC is looking for a little show like ours, Tyler. And that would make them really sad. And then they would need to 50 bucks. Talk to him, talk to us about it on the Depression Index. The Depression Index is is a machine that I built with my hands and is from Bangladesh, and we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, how you feeling this week, you son of a bitch? If this machine is from Bangladesh, Just parts, I, same parts. I, I did wait. Which parts? I do. 
Uh, this week has been a little, uh, this week has been, you know, up and down. I might be at a six or a seven. Sure. And you know, no, I'm just kidding. Sure. I, uh, this week, again, I'm going to talk about addictions. Uh -huh. Guys, sometimes, I, and this is the way I felt over the last week, sometimes you're staring down your addiction like the loaded barrel of a gun and you still pull the trigger even though you know what you're doing is harmful to yourself. Um, and What'd it could you be, do? It could be just the food I eat, the food I consume. You yep. know, I, I know, I know that I shouldn't eat unhealthy food and I, I do it anyway to sure. fill that craving. And uh, that is my one of my many crosses that I have to bear. But does it does it make you feel better though? Oh I, no, I know it's gonna make me feel worse. With my addiction, well it doesn't, I'm realizing as I'm growing that those things that I want, even the moment that it's done, doesn't really make me feel better. Yep, and I, I, I think there's just, not I think, I know that there's a part of me that, that wants me to suffer in some way. There's a part of me hmm. that feels that I should be, uh, you know, killing myself in this way and I give into it and it's finding the the strength to overcome those those temptations. Sure, it's doing the right thing even when you don't feel like it. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well for now. Yeah. Go I, ahead and crank that bitch, can't, bitch. Can't speak to the health of my arteries. I Go show Bangladesh how much you love it. Am a seven. Crank that B. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Please stop. Tyler. No more. Tyler. All right, seven, seven. God, I hate this thing and I hate you. Yes, I totally get it. And you didn't count, Tyler, but we're going to get this. Tyler, we're going to get it. Ow. I, I, I said ow. I said ow. Yeah, it up. Tyler, sometimes the scariest thing about praying for peace is when you actually get it. Sometimes you want for everything to calm down, but what I realized from reading this this book that I've been reading recently with the guy who goes into the void yeah. is that we become addicted to like these stress chemicals. These things that ramp us up that we're just so accustomed to, we don't know our lives without it. That's why we do all the things that trigger those chemicals over and over. I feel like it's almost is corresponding to, to the one that you said. Absolutely. It's it's the, the, the chemicals in your brain are just as much of an addiction as cocaine or meth or any of that. If you get addicted to the feeling of anger or the feeling of being really full, you're going to continue to want that. I have been snorting McDonald's. I'm think I appreciate you bringing it up. So the point that I'm saying is Respect, I was brother. reminded of that. What would you do? Nuggets? I guess it'd have to be nuggets, right? I mean, as I mean, didn't Ozzy snort red ants one time? So a little sure, bit smaller than nuggets, Tyler. I'm sure we could be Tyler, okay. I'm trying to gay it up. I don't know what you're doing. Now I'm hungry. I was recently reminded that sometimes getting the peace that you think you want can be the scariest thing ever by talking to somebody from my past who was still living the life that I was living at one time and with no judgment at all, I did see progress in myself. Sometimes you don't know if you're getting more muscular without going to the gym and seeing some guy that you used to think was big being like, oh, look, we're kind of like the same size. Mm -hmm. Seeing somebody who's still caught in that, in that, that whirlpool of ups and downs it, it, it can give you some perspective. So, God forbid you ever get what you want. We love you, you sons of bitches. I'm at a one this week. I hope that's how many hands you lose. Ow. <clears throat> and that is Depression Index. Look at the big strong man with the leather jacket. Woo! I think this is a girl's jacket. Tyler! Mm -hmm. I am somewhat compulsive. Somewhat. I've been listening to Dateline NBC a lot lately. Yeah, no, we've talked about this already. Did we? What, upstairs? 
It has me worried, Tyler. It has me worried. First of all, it's just too good, bro. It's too salacious. I'm worried that all of our listeners are going to leave here and go over there where there are countless episodes and you could fill up your days. You wouldn't even notice that we were gone if you went over there. What are you doing? I'm just saying, Tyler, this podcast is all about facts, okay? Now, second of all, I feel while listening to Dateline NBC one after another, like a chain smoker, Tyler, Mm -hmm. I feel like I speak for everybody else when I say I could do that. Really? Yeah, I think so. So with that being said, I did do that, Tyler. All right. I feel like if we give our listeners something kind of like that, then we don't have to worry about them leaving. Without me saying too much, I put something together. This is Hateline NBD. Coming up, a chef is found dead in an upscale restaurant. Detectives had a suspect, but were they out to lunch? I'm like, I didn't do it. He makes raviolis by hand, but is he an impasta? What he wanted was three square meals. What he got was a love triangle. Was this an accident for four or simply a cold-blooded murder to go? Here's Bill Loney with Don't Go Bacon My Heart. Beautiful autumn afternoon. After a day amongst the changing leaves, Veronica and her daughter decided to stop at the new burger restaurant to get some lunch. She looked around and noticed it was one of these new hipster joints. Everybody there kept burning their mouths because they were eating the food before it was cool. And that is when it happened. Coming up. Well, doing this job 46 years, <laughs> that was a first for me. Did this chef leave involuntarily, or was he just not peeling well? I'm telling you, I really didn't do it. All that, plus arbitrary cliffhangers that will give you a little boost of dopamine, but over time will generally make you feel worse. Coming up. See, I feel like all these podcasts, I could do that, bro. I could, I, I'd knock that out. No big deal. Hateline NBD, bro. Can I, can I tell you my favorite part of that whole thing? <laughs> I'm sure the list is extensive, but if you want to give me one, sure. The voice acting was just professional level, like something I would expect out of Pixar. I got to tell you, you know, something. The auditions went on for weeks, Tyler. <laughs> it was incredible. The line that we had, I mean. I wish you would have gotten me involved in the uh, audition process. Well, this is true crime and these guys are killing it, Tyler. Let's do weekend review. Ryan, uh, last week I said that the golden ratio was found everywhere. Was I right? It is great. How is the audience supposed to know if this is yes or no? We know. Come on, bro. It's like when you go to one of those like fashionable restaurants and you don't know which is the men's room or which fork to use. Did he do it or did he not do it? I don't know. So come on. You, you, everybody knows what that means, bro. I guess. Uh, it is quite literally 
everywhere. Yep. It's not just found everywhere in nature, like sunflowers and nautilus shells. I did a segment on this. It has not just been uh, used by some of the greatest artists of all time, like Da Vinci, Michelangelo, and Botticelli. It is Botticelli. Botticelli, thank you. It is not just found on a galactic scale in the orbits of solar systems, but I found it somewhere that will surprise you, Ryan. Can you guess? Um, well, when you said the, you know, the galaxies and the things floating around us all work with this equation, this mathematical equation, and it is exactly the same thing with the atoms in your body. Correct. That to me is the most beautiful poetry that there is out there. But no, I don't have it. I did my own thing. I'm sorry. Please continue. Wouldn't have it any other way, right? Love the golden ratio, bro. The stock market. Wow. They have something that's called the Fibonacci retracement, where certain traders use his equation to help them figure out which way the stocks are going to go. Wow. Now, side note, I wish I could give you a more, uh, much smarter sounding answer, but I don't know jack shit about the stock market. Sure. And, and even less so about math. Let's keep it that way, Tyler. Tyler, last week I was wondering if saying ow when you hurt yourself was a learned behavior. Did I blow it off? Sure. That is not correct. Now, Tyler, this is from our good friends at Cora, which I'm still working on that segment, Legends of Cora. Cora is good, but I think it's just a, a like Wikipedia where anybody can answer. It is, but you get some people who a lot of times respond from, uh, you know, hey, you guys are talking about minerals. I'm a geologist. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. and then there, it's upvoted. So, a lot of, of course, you can be faked out. But, I got you. And my favorite part about it, and the reason why I want to keep this segment going, is what I think is the most interesting about it is they send me emails corresponding to what they think I'm going to think is interesting. Mm -hmm. And that is interesting because it thinks I'm a fucking kook. And they write, Germans are the closest when saying ow when they say, a U. We uh, English is a Germanic language. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pronounced ow, ow. French say a i e i. Italian say a h i i. Spanish say a y i. Mm. So we are actually kind of the odd man out. Israelis say ah. So I don't know what the hell is going on with that. Oh them. yeah, I don't know. They win. Get that out of your throat and then come talk to me. Ryan, last week I said that there were more empty houses than homeless people. Is this something we should still be dealing with in 2020? Absolutely. That is not correct. You brought that on oh, your. I know. You brought that on yourself. I know. For people who haven't been around for a long time, this is like Tyler's kryptonite. Uh, the sound of people chewing and saliva. It makes in their me mouths. violent. I will strangle you with your women's jacket. And I think that it's fair to say that it's the no that I've played the most. Yes. Directly from WhiteHouse.gov, there are roughly two hundred thousand people that go homeless every night on average in the United States, and according to USA Today. There are about 1.5 million vacant homes, vacant homes in the United States. That's incredible. What the fuck? That's really uh, because when people terrible, when people hear that, they're like, oh, well, are we just supposed to give homes away to people for free? Or we could just use some of the finances that we're using to build these homes that we don't need to help people that are in need. How about the well, but then that would involve our society being a completely different society, Tyler. Correct. Oh, correct. Oh, oh. well, I'm not interested yeah. in that, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, at some point in time, I have problems with chronology. <laughs> okay. 
Is that false? That is not correct. Ronald Reagan unleashed mental hospitals is something that I've been talking about a lot, but never actually researched. Did I blow it off again? Yes. That is oh. not correct. What's so funny about this is I found myself, because I've heard Ronald Reagan emptying the mental hospitals. I've heard that reference throughout my whole life. Yep. So I had already made up my mind on how I wanted to feel about that it. That son of a bitch! So I went looking for an article that kind of already was describing what I wanted my story to be. Okay. Do you ever think of yourself doing that? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. like I'm going in looking for the answer that I want. I ended up at Ronald Reagan's shameful legacy, colon, Violence, the homeless, and mental illness at salon.com. Oh, okay. I started right. reading it. Well, Salon's a popular website. It was a slog, bro. It was it was propaganda. I agreed with what they were saying, and it still was too much for Hated me. the way that they said it. Didn't like it. Yeah. So I went on to motherjones.com and just got a straight-up timeline. All right, yeah. yeah Here's yeah, yeah. the deal. Mother Jones, is a, if I'm not mistaken, is a very liberal It's Accounting Crows website, site. Tyler. Um, Mother Jones. Yeah, no, we got it. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I've learned, because I, I'd consider myself an intelligent guy. If you're not putting factoids out in little bite-sized things, I just can't do it, bro. I need bullet points. I don't need your pros, and I don't need your opinions. Just give it to me, daddy. Give me a date. Give me some data. In 1980, Jimmy Carter lost the presidential election to one Mr. Ronald Reagan, mm -hmm. okay? One month prior to that, Carter had signed the Mental Health Systems Act, which basically was just giving resources to mental health agencies. Oh, God. that's a crazy, ridiculous thing to a do. A waste of money, Tyler. 1981, newly minted President Reagan repealed the act um, before the ink could be dried, okay? Decreased the federal spending on mental health by 30%. Jesus. Which I don't know math, but that sounds like a reasonable amount. 1985, federal funding drops another 11%. Now, I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you and stuff like that, and I'm trying to keep this interesting. By 2004, studies suggest that approximately 16% of prisoners and jail inmates are seriously mentally ill, yep. which is roughly about 32,000 people. Numbers on the radio sucks, but I'm getting somewhere. So 32,000 people are in jail who have obvious, notable mental illness. What that means is there are three times as many mentally ill people in jails than there are in hospitals. Oh, wow. In 2004. Yeah. Think about that. And finally, oh, excuse, in 2009, because of the recession, they had to cut another $4.35 when people need it the most. Yep. Do you agree with that? You say something now. Do I agree with that? No. Do you agree that the recession seems like when we need mental health, like right now, we need it so bad. Absolutely. It's just, it speaks to, I mean, I mean, you could look at, at many different examples throughout our society and, but that right there speaks to the almighty dollar, man. It sure. doesn't matter about the people that are in need. I want to make my money. I can't make money off of you. Sorry, go away. Well, I, I understand. Well, it's funny and, that you said that. And the way that they make money off of them is by throwing them in prison. Private prisons. Well, and they, they started doing the mental health situation where they're running it kind of like a prison. Uh, and and I know I'm throwing a lot of facts and I know I'm losing, I'm fine. I'm losing people, I'm sure, because this is boring. But this is the last one. In 2010, there were 43,000 psychiatric beds in the United States. OK, OK. That's about 14 beds for every 100,000 people. That is the same ratio as there was in 1850. Ouch. 
And that's a long, sordid answer. Not that, you know, smoke and mirrors kind of, hey, check this out over yeah. here. But it's kind of the backbone of a lot of the stuff that we talk about, man. Absolutely. Where, like you said, mental health has been institutionalized and it's better for you to be out there than in here. Absolutely. And it's it's something that we that's been running for as long as it has. And it's such a delicate thing and it's running, it's, it's being held together by the equivalent of duct tape and, and gum chewed up gum. And it's, it's ridiculous. Sure. These are people that are most vulnerable and we just say, Hey, go either make us money or go die on the street. Sure. You've been to war for us. Get the hell out of here. Ryan, to get off of this depressing ass I, conversation, I, I the life out of the dick of the show. I just realized that like a golf ball through a garden hose, Tyler. <laughs> right. Last week we were discussing the inventor of the life bulb. Oh, and no. Cautiously said Thomas Edison. It sounded like we didn't know what we were talking about. Well, here's the deal. I, I write all these things down as we're editing and I wrote, did we get these two things wrong? I was too afraid to go back and look. I didn't want to know. You're going to be happy. Did we get lucky due to the fact that the inflection you used just so happens to be the right answer? Oh, yeah. That is no! correct. Shit, you I, did that on purpose. I, I hit the wrong button. You made eye contact. That with one's me. on me. I'll give you. It's no, no, no. Don't push any more buttons. Oh yeah, this comes in directly from bulbs.com. There for all your light bulb needs. That's a thank free, you, bulbs. That's a free. That's a free plug. Bulbs.com. I want free shit. Free plug, bulbs. <laughs> We're crushing it over here for you. Also. The Smithsonian, if you care about accuracy or whatever. I don't. According to historians, there were actually 20 or so people that were working on the concept of the light bulb. However, Edison had a backing that the others didn't. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, the U.S. federal money. Oh. Money. He had money behind him. He was a From stealing everybody's patents. He was a shrewd business. No, but I'm saying these other companies would 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 support him. He was a businessman. Yeah, he was. He was an inventor. Yeah. I don't want to take that away from him. But first and foremost, he was a businessman and a thief. And he was a prick. Yeah, he was a prick. And he killed that fucking elephant, Tyler. Topsy the elephant. Tyler. Last. And in, 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 was that right? Killing Topsy the elephant. That is not correct. Tyler, last week, like the bleeding heart liberal that you are, you joked about Trump being arrested when he was no longer president. Did I make you look like a fool with my research? No. That is not correct. Good job, Tyler. You're getting it. Now, what I'm looking at here. I didn't say he was going to be arrested. I said he was going to be charged. I have. No. Uh, what I found supports that idea. The, the problem is what I have here in front of me is a big, long list of facts like that last thing. Yeah. And I don't want to do it again. Name a couple. He is a subject of or a big player in nearly 20 New York City based state and local criminal investigations. Oof. There are at least 12 federal and state investigations into Trump, uh, his 2016 campaign and his business dealings. And that's via the New York times. Oof. So, I mean, his tax situation, uh, God only knows what's going on with Giuliani. Um, yeah, he's looking like the, things could get crazy. Don't push that button, brother. That that's a, uh, I mean, thankfully he can't be nukes because you need multiple people to sign off on I'll it. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said last week, he could walk out of there, like tearing up an apartment on the way out, you know, just pulling out all the copper and just leaving by setting the house on fire. I will say that he does have one thing going for him that generally bodes pretty well for his defense. He's getting the best drugs ever. He's a rich white man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, uh, 
Epstein hung in there as long as he possibly could until he had and to after. go. I don't get that. Tyler. Died by hanging. He hung in there. Let's you and I, I, I still don't get it, Tyler. Let's you and I, let's go talk about it. Okay. Let's go sit down in the living room. Not L- done. I still have one more. Remember, that's why I went first. I was going to dismount as well. Ryan, last week. <laughs> I hate you. We again forgot the type of cancer Alex Trebek had. I think we don't want to remember, Tyler. Have we learned our lesson? Fuck no. Mm-mm. That is not correct. <laughs> Pancreatic cancer, Ryan. Sure. And that's why this is going to lead us into the most depressing Google game ever. You ready to play some Google game, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Google gag, 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 Google gag. Ryan, I typed into Google <laughs> what cancer killed. <laughs> All right, for everybody out there who doesn't know, the Google game is where Google gives you a predictive text of the most typed answers with the words you've already typed in. We've been playing it for years. Well said. We we lob it up, and if the the other person gets three guesses to get one right. Correct. Okay, what died of... What cancer killed blank? What cancer... Sheesh. What cancer killed the dinosaurs? I like my first one to be wacky, Tyler. I like to I like to swing for the fences. That is not what cancer who famously died of cancer? What cancer killed? Well, Alex Trebek. I guarantee that's up at the top. Nope. That is not correct. I'll take that one. Uh, that seems I was like, like, I can't believe you can't get, you, you're not going to guess Alex Trebek. That's so crazy. Uh, but I mean, it makes sense that you wouldn't put it on there. Oh, it's not my choice. I should be able to take that back. Uh, what cancer killed? Who famously died of cancer? Uh, 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 Walt Disney. That is not correct. Everybody knows Walt Disney's head is alive in a night in a block of ice somewhere. Sure. What cancer killed Chadwick Boseman? What cancer killed Eddie Van ah. Halen? What what cancer killed Bob Marley? Huh. What cancer killed uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? And what cancer killed Steve McQueen? Race Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> damn you! Now, Tyler, I'm feeling bad. That sucked. Let's you and I. Go take a break that I had talked about earlier. I was really ramped up for it. Now Mm -hmm. I don't care as much. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out if Trump is going to pardon himself. Those guys. Birds do it. I'm not saying that it is wrong. They seem pretty smart. Yeah, bird brain. That's what you call somebody when you want to wise as an old owl. And you want to insult somebody, you call him Einstein. It's calling him a human being is the most is the biggest insult to their intelligence. Bird brain. I say we make it a positive. You hate I know that you're wrong, but I can't figure out how to argue against what you just said. So I think that technically makes me right. I think you're right here. Woo! I'm bowing out respectfully. Those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys. Coming up, when competing chefs can't stand the heat, one of them leaves the kitchen. Seriously, if I did it, I would have hit it better. Was this the season of assault or were the stakes too high? You know, I gotta tell you, the wordplay is a bit on the nose. Detectives want to know, did someone beat this chef's eggs for showering his wife with quiches? Now, back to Bill. 
murder in our sleepy little town? Well, we'll get to that. But to understand this story, you first have to understand the scandal. Turns out Eddie's wife was a well-known transvestite food blogger that went by the name of Chef Boyardee's Nut Sweaty. And that is when it happened. Coming up. So you're telling me you killed this guy with your penis. You won't believe how badly the guy in charge of buns needed dough. I appreciate your concerns for my general whereabouts at that time, but I would appreciate if you would spend some of your resources checking on someone else. And you won't believe what the killer did with his melon baller. All this and more, coming up. That's it, Tyler. I'm doing it, bro. I'm doing it. You're giving Dateline a run for their for its money? I'm throwing away all the old socks that fall under my heel. I, I keep hoping that it's going to be a one-time thing. Like, this is not really who the sock is. But I'm doing it. I'm getting rid of them, bro. I'm making that choice. That's a weird analogy you just used. In terms of what? Sock under your boot, and now you're getting rid of your socks? No, you've never had that where the back of your sock falls under your heel, so now it is around the arch of your foot, and mm -hmm. you're stepping on it? Mm -hmm. That is the worst thing that could pop. I would rather lose it a hand. Is that, did I? There's a there's a holocaust in China. Did I did I get off on an exit ramp a little bit too far past where I was supposed to? Yeah, yeah, you, you had your foot on the gas, and I you would, were asleep at the wheel. Lad, I would rather lose a pinky, Tyler. Just a pinky. I'd be fine without a pinky. If you, you had to lose an extremity, which one are you choosing? Oh, pinky, of course. Pussy. No, I'm keeping that. I'm taking, <laughs> Tyler, first time ever saying something funny. You ready to start? Yes, I am. Not ready to start. For everybody who doesn't know, you have walked right into an unbelievable game of Tyler Menendez observations. And what that is, is Tyler and I It's not live. a game. It, oh, it is a game. It's not a game. It, our whole life is a game because we live together. There's no point system. In the Menendez, you always lose. In the Menendez mansion, I notice things about him and I bring him up on an unbelievable segment called Tyler Menendez observations. Tyler, the bananas. What's the deal, bro? What do you mean? You, you, you buy bananas, you split them up, and then you line them up on the countertop in some form of a, of a pattern. What's going on with that, bro? No real pattern. I just s separate the bananas so they don't uh, ripen uh, each other faster. Right. I, I know that you think that there's some sort of science here. I want to hear what the science is. Uh... Bananas release an enzyme that ripens. You seem nervous. Are you nervous right now? Not at all. I'm okay. just sweaty because I'm a sweaty person. Uh, bananas release an enzyme which uh, triggers a chemical reaction which makes fruit ripen faster. Week in review, if I've ever heard it, that is Tyler Menendez's observations. Tyler, thank you for playing. My pleasure. Any chance I get to sound smart, I'm in. We're going to find out about that, Tyler. Um, Tyler, I want to do your segment here on session 45 session 45 Tyler can you believe it um there's yes, again a couple of facts about the number 45 Tyler calling code to 
Denmark, Tyler. Okay. Calling code to Denmark. Denmark. What's up, Denmark? 45. Yeah, Denmark, where are your numbers at? You ain't no Bangladesh, that's for sure. 45 is an odd number. It's a triangular number, which is, think of, you know that game at Cracker Barrel with the golf tees? Love it. That has, uh, you know, 10 spots. Four, three, two, one. Like bowling pins, exactly. 45 stacks up just like that. It's a hexagonal number. It's a hexadecagonal number. It's Nailed also, it. It's also an evil number. And finally, 45 is what you get when you add 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6 plus 7 plus 8 plus 9. Okay. How about that? How about that? I don't really have any rebuttal to that. Honestly, my chest hurts, <laughs> I mean, Tyler. I mean, that vein in your forehead is going crazy right now. I don't now. feel good right now. <laughs> Honestly, I need to sit down for a minute. I see you've loosened up the constraints of your jacket. <laughs> it's slowly coming off. This is not made for a human man. <laughs> this is like for a Ken doll. I bought it in Kendall. <laughs> Tyler, what do you got going on for a segment this week, little bro? That might be the first time you've ever called me little bro. Don't enjoy it. I hated it. I didn't enjoy it. Ryan, for my segment this week, I thought I would come up with a totally original idea. Nobody's doing this right now. It's I think it's a a, a part of the market that we could really grasp onto and really make it our own. Well, I think we're doing different things here. A, a, a lot of podcasts that are made, what are you? Are you true crime? Are you sports? Fit yourself into this little box. We're branching out here, so we're trying new stuff. Absolutely. And I didn't know you were going to be doing the date line. Like we, this is not a themed episode. We have one coming up, session 50. Uh-oh. We... we <laughs> We um, did not discuss our our segments. Sure. We had no idea what, what each other was going to do. So you're saying you stole my shit? Yeah, I did a Dateline as well. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I call it Lifeline. Ryan, I think I may have thought of something brand new that's going to wow our audience. We're going to be talking serial killers, baby. And this totally original idea is called... First podcast on the right. Nobody's hey, thought of this. I, Nobody's thought of this. I like that because it's kind of like a play on like an old horror movie. That's pretty correct, cool. Correct, correct. And nobody's I, ever done this before. It's an homage. Absolutely. To only a movie. Uh, Yeah, but just the genre as a whole. Okay. I love the whole genre. I do. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. Hey, excuse me. I just uh, coughed on my water that I wasn't drinking. Close up porn. I don't think anyone is talking serial killers right now. And I think we need to get ahead of the curb on this one. You had trouble saying it, but I still agree with I'm you. I'm just still thinking of holes. I understand. For this. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was incredible. For this very first installment of this totally original idea, we're going to discuss Luis Alfredo Garavito Cubillos. Nailed it. Thank you. AKA La Bestia. Oh, I know La Bestia. And I was thinking about making that my rap name. La Bestia? Yeah. Coming to the stage. Hide your kids. Because I'm going to hide have... your kids again because he mutilates children. Luis Garavito. Go on. Was born in Colombia in 1957. A yeah, good year. By the way, we can review. I believe the top three most deadly serial killers in history were all born in Colombia, or top, maybe three of the top five. Because they have no rules over there, and there's too many people, Tyler. Also, 1945, when World War II ended. <laughs> I said 1957 he was born. I just, I had that bouncing around in my head and I need to get it out. Now, I think that this comes, uh, the first conversation that we need to have due to the way that he was raised is nurture versus nature. Anytime you talk about serial killers, you're going to hear- We talk about that all the time. All the time. Yeah. You, you ask yourself, was this person born- already predisposed to committing these acts or was the way that they were raised 
uh, uh, committing a, a, a prime factor as to why they do this. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Who knows? That's I mean, that's a tale as old as time. Shout out, Maybelline. I want my free shit. Halle Berry. Uh, he was the oldest of seven brothers. Mm. Fucked him up right away, I'm I sure. Think, I think being in a, a bigger family, and this is just totally out of thin air, could contribute. Like, there's less to go around. There's more little interpersonal relationships, less parenting because you're stretched so thin. Yep. And the, uh, absolutely. It's like the, the amount of learning you get in a bigger class versus a smaller class. And, and what if you're in a, ba a bad parent at the beginning and now you're doing it to seven, eight kids? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And there, there's uh, the psychology of being the oldest, especially of seven brothers. Like, sure. holy crap. You have your choice of any of them. What? Uh, he grew up with it. Let's just please sprint away from that. Alcoholic father that abused their mother and them from an early age, both physically and sexually. Yeah. Their mother was a prostitute. That's how the family made money. Their father would make his sons watch their mother with clients. Yeah. See, and this is exactly what I was talking about, where I would love to see the data where the less invested somebody is as a parent charted with how open they are to just having a copious amount of kids. Because when you are a really dedicated parent, you don't want to be playing zone coverage. You want to be man to man. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? So I think a lot of times you'll see people who just don't give a bleep will have a bunch of kids, you know, which then multiplies the problem. Well, because they just live their lives in that way with reckless abandon. Just like if I have a kid, I have a kid, you know, you're right. And this doesn't even sound like a rough, you know, home. This sounds like an evil place, an evil, e like he yeah. might, he very well may have been living with a, a, a serial killer who just never acted on it. it like it, he was a messed up man. Well, he, he did act on some evil things and, yeah. and this and I'll stop because this no, is, no, no, no. I just find this to be so interesting. For but sure. How far back do you go with somebody? This guy may be the most evil person who ever lived on this planet by numbers, quantifiably. Yep. How far back do you go where this at one point was a little kid who was being preyed upon and his cocktail was mixed up so deeply? Interesting choice of words. You're absolutely right. They stirred him long and hard. Yeah. And put uh, an olive in it. Yeah. <laughs> A string of them tied at the end somehow. <laughs> Could you leave the toothpick out of it? The <laughs> celery was unnecessary. Uh, yeah. So anyway, moving on. So when he was 16 years old, he ran away from home. Of course, who the sure. hell wouldn't want to get the hell out of there? Sure. Going wherever he could to find work, which took him all over Colombia. He had, he actually had a girlfriend who had a small child. As a matter of fact, by every account, including hers, he was great with it, with it, with that kid. Yeah, Ted Bunny saved a kid from drowning. Who cares? But I'm, but I'm saying he was around this kid all the time and treated him really well. It's just usually you see that with people, not a whole lot of serial killers make great parents. That's, but that's the mask though. That's the mask, and the most prolific ones do. That's why Ted Bundy is talked about to this day because of his mask. Agreed. But look at BTK when he finally went in and found out. Everybody that knew he was a piece of he shit. He had a family, but you went in and find out he was a fucking monster he was in a his house. Dog catcher. Yeah, that, that tells you and something. And he'd tie himself up and take pictures, and I've seen them. They're sexy. <laughs> I ain't scared. I may have tried out a few myself. Yes, I BTK uh, is just the worst. Uh, he is. Everyone noted that while he was very kind, he had a serious temper, a very bad anger problem. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he was raped repeatedly by his, his father. Correct. Let's fast forward to the 90s. This man has been roaming all his life since leaving his childhood home. His M.O. would be to wear out his welcome wherever he was. He also, I mean, he 
developed a serious drinking problem, so he would just get belligerently drunk he and be- then get kicked out of the town that he, he was become at. a different person. And I, this was in the 90s, right? The early 90s? He started his killing in the early 90s. Sure. Yes. And this is before communication was what it was today. Oh, this yeah. is in Latin America, which is, you know, less than it was here. Um, and... This that's what made him so hard to catch, isn't it? That he just roamed. Absolutely. We're actually going to get into that. Actually, this surprised me to learn his first murder, at least that we know of, was in 1992. We knew that something that I learned, which is world history. And I had no idea. Colombia plunged into a civil war in 1964 and it didn't end officially until 2016. Sometimes it takes a little while to sort things out, Tyler. You don't say. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've had, you know, arguments with family members that have stretched, you know, Right now. (laughs) I'll start one up right now. I was thinking about it. In 1992, the war had already displaced some 1.5 million people. A lot of those Latin Latin American countries used to be very prosperous. A lot of them- Venezuela. It was, I mean, first world status, at least on its way, and it has just been robbed. That's exact, and that's exactly what it is. Greedy mm-hmm. people come in, take over, and they just strip. I mean, we're seeing that a lot in the Get U.S. Rid right of that now. Amazon. Practically, wait. Do you mean the actual Amazon or the company? Both of them. It said that the beast was very careful when selecting his targets. Practically, all of his victims were young boys between the ages of six and sixteen, hmm. mostly homeless orphans, or a term that we go by uh, that that they go by the less dead. Sure. Meaning cops just won't look for them. They, well, it's it's like a, a black prostitute in America. They just don't care about them. But in a lot of those, quote unquote, less dead, live a transient lifestyle where there is nobody to follow up. There is nobody who's going to miss them until it's like two weeks later. Hey, have you seen blank? For sure. But when they say the less dead, yes, that, but also the police. Usually the police don't give a shit. Well, it's just another dead hooker. Because there's no... That was very strong. There's mm. nobody pounding on the door saying, fix my, hey, where's, follow down the person who killed my wife. There's nobody doing it. And that's sad that people need that kind of nudging to to care about a, a corpse. I'm with you, but there is a lot of dead people, man. Uh, Not enough, Ryan. <laughs> so, so he was very careful and he would approach his victims offering money or gifts or work. Also, I got to admit, this one I actually think is kind of interesting. He wore costumes. Like oh. he, he just dressed up in costumes and it was always a different one. So he didn't attract attention. Never trust a guy in a costume. He was a priest, an elderly man or a farmer. You know, it could, he could have walked up to uh, boys dressed as anything. Freaking Miss Doubtfire over he here. Would, he would take the boys on incredibly long walks. By the end, they were exhausted and easier to deal with. You know that you have that creepy smile on your face right now, right? And you're nodding. Well, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, just, he got lost in it. No, you're no, just no, no. silently nodding with I a just, smile on your no, face. No, no. And I don't want this to come out the wrong way. I'm just thinking... This is some weird fucking foreplay, dude. It's crazy. And this is, he would wear out his targets. So he would take them on long walks and with the promise of work. And um, by the time they finish their walk, they're they're exhausted. They're in the middle of nowhere. Sure. Nobody's around. Sure. I mean, and that's, which is really weird that you're doing this with six year olds. I mean, I feel like a six year old would be, Pretty easy to take out, Tyler. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, obviously, he wants to walk them to where there are no witnesses. You know, what also, it is? it's the Bill Cosby situation. He likes it. 
He likes the chase. Oh, for sure. Yeah, good for I, you. I bet you getting to know them as he's walking towards what he's about to do did something for Isn't him. Isn't that so insane? Just, it, it, to, the, the to human, put yourself in that in that mindset. What a crazy, crazy situation. It, it just gives me respect and awe for the human brain because we just don't know anything about it. So you respect the La Bestia. Okay. I respect the human condition. Brava. And his work. He did really good work. Stuck. Uh, he really stuck to the countryside, but would sometimes just approach them in a crowded street. Remember, these, there are homeless people everywhere. So now I'm going to warn our listeners that this part coming up is the gruesome part. So sorry. It's not the substantial victim count, but what he did to those young boys sure. that truly earned him his moniker. After leading him to a desired remote location, Garavito would bind his victims and then would methodically take his time as he raped, tortured, and in many cases, dismembered the bodies. Let's just say that if we were to make a scale of how I would want to die, this would be the absolute opposite of dying in my sleep. Huh. The worst way to die imaginable. Tyler, go to sleep. Here, suck on your thumb. I'll get it from across the room. <laughs> Here's your penis to suck on. Here, here. You look so happy. <laughs> ah, they look so cute when they sleep, don't they? Many of his victims were found surrounded by bottles of alcohol and lube, and many of them were covered in bite marks. He had inserted objects anally into his victims. Many of them had their genitals removed and placed into their mouths. Why did you have to do all this? Uh, because it's important. No, as well to as whom? many of them were found decapitated. Is this going to be on the SATs? This had a, this guy had a seven year reign going back to what you were talking now, about. Is he just doing this out in the country? He's doing this out in the forest. He's roaming from town to town. And no, he, I'm he's, saying, and, oh, okay, yeah. he's got a boy. He's taking him into the sugar cane. Like what? He what? Just take him, take him into an open field in the middle of the night. No one can see you. You're miles from civilization. Get you it. Can, hey, do, you can do whatever you want. Us in Colombia. Hey, little kids, get it together, bro. No, Colombia's in South America. Otherwise my campaign would be complete already. See something? say something uh he had a seven-year reign and the combination of the civil war his roaming lifestyle and the type of victim he went after it was an absolutely ideal sure. situation the, for a serial killer the planet the planets aligned you see that a lot with the ones who make it through a lot of the time it's just luck yeah like sometimes like the police stop them and shit Absol and they just drive away you know which is what happened with this guy yeah i, I would imagine with those kind of numbers it I wouldn't be shocked if it happened more than once. Well, this actually, and I feel like they wouldn't make a movie on this just because it would be too- Tommy Lee Jones. Too crazy? Tommy Lee Jones has to be La Bestia. I know about your past, Tommy Lee he's, Jones. He's not Colombian. I don't think you need a real serial killer to play a serial Whitewash killer. Whitewash this thing. <laughs> he's the last samurai now. Somebody get Tilda Swinton, Swinton on the line. I hope I said her name right. I mean, you, I, you're- I said the, it meekly and just-, and just You I, sound like me last week, this week. Tilda Swinton. Nailed it. Uh, Gravito was kind of looks like the avatar. Sure. Um, oh, you know what? As a matter of fact, cops didn't even take the idea of a serial killer seriously until a mass grave was discovered in 1997. What time, what does their police look like over there? Is it corrupt? I mean, is it? Is well, it's certainly corrupt, but when you're dealing with a serial killer, nobody's paying you to look the other way on a serial killer. You want to catch a serial killer. What if it's just somebody who's really into true crime? They just want to keep it yeah, going. So yeah, they like can some just... sort of sick rich person who lives off in the countryside. <laughs> I, I can't imagine there's any corruption funding serial killers. Well, it's like one of those people who has one of those hunting lodges where they hunt where they hunt people. Uh, we should get one of those. We should get one of those. The most dangerous game, human. 
As a matter of fact, here's a really interesting uh, tidbit for you. There was a cop who, who thought that this was the work of a serial killer. None of his superiors took him seriously. Sure. He was obsessed with the case. He knew that it was a serial killer because everything was the same. It's like or, a movie, yeah. Wherever they found him, it was, and nobody took him seriously. Then in 1997, a mass grave was discovered, and they're like, oh. Oh, my B, Brad. Yeah, maybe we should. Sorry about that. You think somebody in Colombia is named Brad? Oh, sorry, Brad. Thank you. Uh, how many bodies were in this grave? Do you know? No, because he had graves all over the country. Sure. So it was, I saw a picture of like them wrapping it up and it was literally Always just- Always wrap it up, kids. Literally just trash bags filled with body parts. Yeah. It was crazy. There's still- like thir- a doll maker's shop. I'm, oh, dude. Uh, Garavito was caught in 1999 when a homeless man saw a child being followed by a shady looking adult. He followed the man following the boy. And when the man attacked the boy, the homeless man not only saved the child, but apprehended the would be rapist. The officials. Ar- and this was a homeless person. It was a homeless person. Hell yes, yeah, bro. man. The officials arrested him and threw him in jail, completely unaware of the monster they now had locked up. That Yeah. Thankfully. Well, not thankfully, but in a town nearby, police were. At the moment, investigating three more bodies that he had just left behind. They thankfully. Were three, that's why I said not thankfully. Uh, uh, three young friends who had been bound and tortured together. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, he's getting super comfortable with it. Uh, if you're going three at a time, you are uh, a pool shark. This is the weird part. Uh, th- and th- I couldn't find the source of where this came from or anything like that. The At the uh, the crime scene where they found the three bodies, his mm-hmm. last victims. Sure. There in was, the town over where, from where he was caught. From where he was caught. the There was a note on the ground with his girlfriend's address. A handwritten note with his girlfriend's address. So he had his girlfriend's address written down in his pocket and then he dropped it? Like, what are you doing walking around with a, an address that could link you to somebody? And, and especially after being so successful, he made this mistake. But he got caught anyway. But, um, I mean, maybe he was, yeah, but they could have let him go without ever realizing, or maybe just charge him with that one crime without putting it all together. Anyway, they went you to You blew the, it, LaBestia. You had the chance to be the greatest and you blew it. No, no. The, thankfully, uh, because of Colombia's laws and their constitution, nobody's allowed to serve more than a certain maximum of years. So he's actually going to be released uh, next year. Well, that is ridiculous. And let me be the first to get out here and say, LaBestia If you want to come stay with us, if you want to come on this show, we will support you until you get back on your feet. I believe in people reconciling with themselves. I believe in growth. I believe in second, sometimes third, sometimes fourth chances. And I know he'll eat you before he eats me, bro. Well, I don't want to look like a dick here and not want to support you supporting somebody else. Yeah. So I will just, I I will accept it. I will say yes, uh-huh. but I am putting my foot down that Labistia, there are no children in this house after nine. Um, and we're going to have to talk about the quadrants in the refrigerator and all that stuff, but we'll do that privately. This probably isn't the right forum for that. Yeah, yeah. No heads in the refrigerator. That's great, Tyler. Labistia, yeah. I love it. So he was caught and his, and his guards, just as a final note, his guards say that he is a part of his, oh, part of his um, deal that he made with officials was that as long as he didn't get a death sentence and he was separated from all other prisoners, he would tell them the location of all their bodies. There's still 37 uh, bodies that haven't been identified. Uh, the guards say that he is- Like a, a rawhide, those bodies. The guards say that he is an immaculate prisoner. He sure. is respectful, kind, uh, underst- uh, um, uh Oh, yeah, he sounds like a good dude. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It, just, it really goes to show that you don't know who is 
A monster. Senor Lecter. Sure. I don't think he ate his his uh, victims. I, he, he, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Hurt my chest, Tyler. The, the look on your face hurt me more than the sound did. But but uh, yeah, he. Uh, but I don't think he was a cannibal. But he he got off on on dismembering and literally all. all, all yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, and and the deal is, I think to be prolific at this game is you have to be mentally acute and, and with it and know what is socially acceptable. If you're Richard Ramirez and you're walking around smelling like wet leather, everybody's going to be like, this guy's freaking crazy. Well, especially when halitosis is your calling card. Like that's, halitosis. It'll, it'll stick with you. Like Literally. Literally. You I got to stop doing that. Uh, and, um, oh, and I almost didn't say the most interesting part. He admitted to about 170 killings. It's estimated that there are roughly about three to 400 kids that he killed, wow. making him the most deadly serial killer in history. Well, what? in modern history. I think there was like a woman back in medieval times that killed thousands of children, but we can reveal. Honestly, that was before the Bronze Age, and they, it was just easier back then. Nobody gave a shit. Oh, uh, she was in charge. He's just she like, uh, like that famous baseball player would point into the stands and say, go get me that girl. She would do that with kids. Which one was this? I don't know. Wh who did that? There was a really famous baseball player who would just bang in the middle of innings and point to a girl in the audience. La bestiality. I love it, Tyler. Fantastic. So good. So very good, Tyler. So good. So, so very good. <laughs> let's let's get to the let's get to the end. I hope I didn't ramble. No, no. I I really had fun. I thought that we had a nice back and forth. Let's get to the end of. I I need to hear what happens at the end of this chef drama, Tyler. I'm dying over here. Here we go with the with with. The I, I hope we he ends up like the the chef on the movie Clue. I just stuffed into the refrigerator. I hope he ends up like the chef from Muppet Babies. On the thrilling conclusion of Hateline, did they tell you about the melon baller? Took four guys to get the melon baller. Tempers flare as truth is uncovered. You can't put me there. You have no DNA. It's my word versus everybody else. This is ridiculous. Whatever happened to being innocent until proven guilty? Is this the United States of China? Coming up. Find out what happens when police offer the suspect a deal. Oh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I did it. Twelve others, too. I'm Lester Holt. See you next time. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I did not see that. <laughs> so the, wow. So the whole buildup was him denying it and then just admitting it at the end? Well, you know, if he's innocent, it makes for a really boring episode. You know what I'm saying? I think about that. It's like, well, what about a twist? Somebody else could have been the killer. Well, Tyler, like his, like his sous chef or I, something. Talk to God, bro. I didn't invent the story. I just reported on it. That's dude. fair. That's fair. Uh, but what I realized is it's not that interesting if they're innocent. You know what I mean? Well, somebody has to be guilty if somebody's dead. Yeah, but I mean, anyway, I'm just saying when you listen to these and it's like, will he or won't he? You're like, yeah, he's going to be fucking guilty. Oh, oh, you mean you want the person that they're talking about to be guilty or else I'm going to be like, write my congressman. Tyler, what is the moral of the story? That I mean, the moral of the story is that Ryan wastes his congressman's time. He won't pick up my calls. Call me, uh, Ryan. The moral of this week's story is that we really don't know people for who they really are. People are monsters, and we should be scared of 
everybody and everything. And if this isolation has taught me one thing, it's that <laughs> it looks like it's touchy a few. We need less human connection. Uh huh. Yeah, it seems to be going great for you. I mean, you've right. been really closed off this week, Tyler. You've been behind that door hard this week. I've had the door open. Have you? The last couple of days since we had the conversation and you mentioned it to me, I've kept it open except at night when I'm when I'm in there. I don't even remember us having that conversation. Is that bad? Yes. My mind is not working. I took you. I took your words and yeah. and, and, and well, I acted on them. I, if I say it again, that you know it's at my core belief. And didn't even realize that I had acted on them. Yeah, well, didn't even realize. That. Didn't even remember the conversation. I made him say that. Well, fantastic, Tyler. Good for you. Do I want that to be? Yeah, why not? Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty safe to say um, that I could do whatever any other podcast could do. I'm willing to completely change this podcast to suit your individual needs. Send me over what you want this podcast to be, and I will make it so. That's how you gain popularity, Tyler. Shouldn't we have a conversation about it? I, Tyler, I'm in the middle of something. I'm sorry. I will be, please, please listen to this podcast. Tell me what you need and I'll do it. I've been trying. Just tell me what you need. You're the one who's arguing. He, I want to be what you want to listen to. He literally bought a French tickler for you assholes. I'm wearing it right now. Let him use. How do you get it out, Tyler? You pull on the feathers. <laughs> I feel like a, like a chicken in heat. I thank you guys so much. Everything is going really well. Go over to Instagram at those guys underscore you hate. Uh, Twitter us at this thing and Tyler at THSE guys you hate and sure. make sure. Yeah, oh. I mean, I mean, you could just go to those guys you hate.com and click on a button. Let's do that. Go to those guys you hate.com. Thank you guys so much. We love you. And we are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, 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 yum. These pregames have really, really devolved. Yum, 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 yum. Tyler! Yes? I got to practice that. Tyler! Yes? What do I want to talk about here? What do I want to talk about? Oh, I want to talk about. So I want to talk about a new segment that I'm working on called dropping a deduce. <laughs> Please. That's a, I like it. I'm not there yet. Okay. I just wanted to, I, that's my working title. You just wanted to laugh I for did. the title. I did. I wanted to throw that out there and get your reaction. See, that was see, perfect. Hey, I, I got one. Hit me. I was doing a crossword one time Ooh. because, because look how smart I am. Ooh. Because look how smart I am. Ooh, it's like Sudoku for word people. The clue was four across petty targets. Boys, I wrote, I wrote kids sure. and then, and then, re and then realized they were talking about toes. Losers. Yeah. Uh, I got one. Go ahead. Tyler. <laughs> I got to get five down. <laughs> That's not, 
Uh, however you're going to work on it, that's not it. <laughs> Five letters, Ryan's gay-ass co-host. <laughs> Tyler! Keep going. I'm sorry. You and I both get frustrated when somebody doesn't show common courtesy out in public. As a matter of fact, you and I are more likely to be friendly to a stranger than we are to somebody that we know, right? We have this weird kind of um, worry about offending a perfect stranger. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think that's about? Um, dig deep. I think, I think, oh, when we were young, we were taught, uh, not to make waves and, and you had to fit a certain role and look a certain way and act a certain way. And, uh, I think that was bred into us at a very early age and it, it's deep at our core. So, you know, I, I take it differently. I always think subconsciously it was taught that if you did those things, it was easier to manipulate people. I honestly did. But my question to you is, is there right. any time in life where somebody not showing a common courtesy uh, is acceptable, where you will allow it? And the reason that I'm asking is because I have not getting up in the subway for old ladies. Fuck those old ladies. You need to stand. We can't let you sit around all day or else you're going to die. Thrombosis. I mean, I mean how many how many old people die on subways every deep, year, Ryan? Deep. You know what it is? It's that an turkey. unspoken uh, a plague upon our species. You asked me a question and then talked over me, eh? Yeah, I wasn't interested in your answer. <laughs> well, show's over, everybody. Pack it up. Go home. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to talk now. Real epidemic of old ladies <laughs> dying on the subway, Ryan. Why is nobody talking about this? Subway, eat flesh. Tyler, how about this? Okay. You're stopped at a red light. The light turns green. And before anybody can start, before anybody can go, somebody from the very back goes through the turns through the turn lane and without making anybody touch their brakes flies around everybody and just off into the sunset. Mm -hmm. I think that's allowed. You were uncommonly not courteous without bothering me at all. Brava. You played your hand perfectly. Well, and I think that that's Enjoy where, your trip. I think that's, I think you, uh, you hit it nail on the head is that you didn't affect anybody else. How do you think that saying goes? You didn't affect anybody else. You I said it, it correctly. You hit it nail on head. You hit it the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. You hit nail on the head. There's a pregnant pause there, Tyler, that I'm worried about. Are you having a stroke? I'm not pregnant. You never ask a lady how far along she is. Do you understand the, the picture that I'm painting? Yes, I understand. But you said yourself, you're not affecting anybody. And I think it, that's the root of the, uh, or that's the main difference between the two is when you're inconveniencing somebody else and you're directly affecting them. Then you're then people get really upset. But if you're doing something, whether being a dick or not, and you're not affecting anyone else, why would anyone care? Well, you are affecting me in the way that I'm really impressed by you. You, I mean, that's that no. was you played it perfectly. That's not so always all positives. It's not always easy to do to to hit that 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 lane at the perfect speed, Tyler. Um. I think that's pretty much it. I think we could uh, go ahead and get going. I feel ready to you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I just went on a long rant. I'm good to go. Perfect. So you're you're all scaled up and ready. To, dropping a deduce, Tyler. Not scaled up. Dropping a deduce. I'm more of a furry myself. I'm a scaly. No. Oh, yeah. If you were going to be a furry, what animal I would I told you already. A fox. Oh, you would be a fox. Yeah. What did I say? I had something funny. Uh, you said all you did was point to the photo on our Instagram about scalies uh -huh. pointed to the bottom one. And you said very gleefully, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. All I know is I need this to be a part of my life. 
<laughs> and I hold true to that. Yeah, no, America has, in God we trust, I have whatever that was that you just said. Yeah, and for those out there who don't know, scalies are the reptilian version of furries. Yes, exactly. It's like uh, the Greg Luganus of sexualized animals. Um, did you see the person who commented on that post that said, look at those milky mamas? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Look at those milky mamas. What's her IG handle or some shit. And I, 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 Oh, it was her, it was her account name. No, no. Oh, that was the comment that They're she they wrote a down. comment about her reptilian oh. ample bosom, Tyler. Do reptiles make milk? Sure. All right. They definitely make that guy make milk. Oof, boy. There was one guy who, co who commented five skulls, so I just wrote back five eggplants. Yeah, I mean, milky mama, Tyler. Well, not on that one, on the on the tree porn one with the big old wang. Sure. Where are sure. you going? Going to put on my jacket. Good luck, man. I'm already melting with this thing on. I'm not as sweaty as you, Tyler. Not yet. You're getting old, Ryan. Old men sweat. I'm hanging in there. By a thread. He is now putting on his jacket, ladies and gentlemen. He is now, I mean, he's going to turn into John Travolta. His hair is going to fall out. He's already got the gay thing. I was thinking <laughs> about, I was thinking about slicking my hair back. And what stopped me from doing that is I worried about the repercussions of what would happen to my hair after that. It's so used to this one thing. Oh I, my God. I don't want to train it. Shameful admission. To go into a different... <laughs> That's exactly what this is. I use two different hair products on my hair every day, Tyler. I, I found I found a fun shameful admissions of mine, which is uh -oh. I, I've always wanted to be a cheers guy. Like the English people say cheers. Oh, okay. I, I just I just can't I can't do it. I, yeah. I can't do it. it. It would come off so poorly. We'll just throw a mate in there. Cheers, the mate. <laughs> That's terrible. <It> just, <laughs> but I've always wanted to be a cheers guy. Uh, you know what? Just try Whenever we have people come over to our flat, give it a shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> hey, I got to go get something out of the boot. <laughs> it's in the garage. That's trunk in English. Mm -hmm. right English, English, to, not American English. To the battery. Okay, let's do this thing. I do love how I've Pavlovian trained you that every time I say I'm going to do a shameful admission, you get terrified. I, I, honestly, I want to build some sort of a bunker and then hide inside of it. My eyes. I have to get it out quick because you want to shut me down. My eyes were like, oh, shit. Well, we're not in the show yet. So are we going to be able to get out of this? Is everything fine? I told you that one's fun. All right. So you listen back to this because for some reason it sounds weird in my headphones. Is it just me? Uh, you know, what? why don't we why don't we? All right, yeah, go ahead. Un Unread circle, just listen to it, and then we'll just start right from there.